I finally, I finally caved and got the Stitcher Premium. Okay. Because hey, it's only like five bucks a month, which is okay. So, and it would have been thirty five dollars a year, mm-hmm. which would have been an even better deal. Um, but for some reason, I could justify doing a, a monthly thing and being like, I can cancel it if I find I'm not using it enough. Versus mm-hmm. if I did the annual, then I don't know. But even though it would save me more money in the long run, that's I, I can't explain the way that works in my head. I, I've been tempted to do it just because now that James Bonding is going through its next go-round, yeah. they've been going to record commentaries to the movies now. Well, and that's that was so that's what finally pushed it over was that I needed a new podcast and mm-hmm. I wanted to start at the beginning of James Bonding and mm-hmm. I had only listened up through the Jonah Ray episode which is only like the second episode I want mm-hmm. to say second or third. Um and um <laughs> so but, but between that and there's some they have some other exclusives that I'm interested in like I was thinking of starting um the uh oh what's that one oh how did this get made and and the archives of that are on there also yes. and then all the WTF archives are on there and I'm like well it's 5 bucks a month for all of these I might as well just go ahead and do it so I do recommend how did this get made that's a lot. I yeah, I didn't want to just jump in with the most recent. I I have this horrible OCD thing mm. that results in me spending more money. Apparently, well, apparently he's winding it down too. So like all the ones he's doing now are like the finale. Uh, um, for who? For Matt Gorley, who does the show, he's winding down the podcast, and I think it has something to do with he's producing Conan O'Brien's new podcast. Ooh. Oh, really no yeah kidding. i'm actually real has that started yet i don't i think that it's still forthcoming if i if i recall from why i read on twitter it's um like in january but he has a hand in it like i think he's producing it which is really cool because i um i've been convinced that matt corley does nothing but podcasts and the occasional volkswagen commercial <laughs> <laughs> um I know he does a lot more. Like he does um, that some improv troupe with um, Paul F. Tompkins. Yes, uh, but um, I'm glad he he's really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with interviewing people because he has like a genuine interest in who he's who he's interviewing. He's Which always interviewing nice. like yeah. these side actors and mm-hmm. like. Um, what I like to call the JT Walsh's of the world. These, oh, yeah, yeah, these actors who have been like in everything. People who played stormtroopers, and he was he was doing one thing for a little while, right? Where he was talking to people who were like, the I was there too. Isn't that the name of it or something? Yeah, like I think supposedly his wife tried out for a role in Last Jedi, mm. so they've been like joke having these joke interviews where. Um, oh really? <laughs> about the experience of it, like auditioning for the Star Wars movies. That's pretty funny. Yeah, um, I, I. Anyway, I needed something new, and I wanted to start. And I'm actually really glad I I got. Now I I feel like already it was worth the five bucks to hear Emily Gordon talking with them about Quantum of Solace. Yes, and that was that was super super funny. Mm-hmm. Um. So. 
Anyway, now I, I feel like, um, you know, I support uh, two of Matt Myers' podcasts on Patreon, and <laughs> I I bought this the Stitcher Premium thing so I could hear the beginning of <laughs> of James Bonding, and I'm like, ah, what what am I doing? But it's entertaining, and it brings me, uh, it brings. Me pleasure, which few things do, so <laughs> might as well, you know, glom onto the ones that just enjoy the ones that that do. So, yeah. anyway, uh, you know what? We haven't introduced the podcast yet. This is what the fork. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. It's only five minutes in that we that we've introduced it. Usually, actually, we're better about introducing it at the beginning. We're not uh, as good about starting the actual episode discussion right away. Yeah, but. What are you going to do? It's yeah. all, you know, it's a free podcast. <laughs> As, uh, what I've been told is that um, people listen to the show, not even to hear us talk about the show. <laughs> they like the side conversations that we have. And uh, I, in fact, at the shower, baby shower was at this morning, not my own, but uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I was telling some people about the podcast. Like, yeah, I really want to listen to it, but I don't watch The Good Place. So, which I first said, why not? <laughs> <laughs> because... And then don't worry, we hardly talk about the show anyway. <laughs> so, and then I said, don't worry. Apparently people like when we don't talk about the show, mm-hmm. they like our side conversations. So I you know what? I, I have decided that that's the hallmark of a good podcast now because I the ones that I listen to, like the 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 Trek the Next Conversation one, honestly, mm-hmm. I listen to it for what you know and and i love star trek the next generation it's always been one of my favorite shows despite its many many flaws mm-hmm. um it, listening to everything else that 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 matt and andy talk about um mm-hmm. on that is it makes it worth it they went on this whole star wars tangent like you know mm-hmm. the was i think they called the, a new bit like the star wars ruiners and it's just <laughs> these guys like the, sitting there talking about ways to to ruin to ruin star wars and and it's it's hysterical it's and to say matt does that to matt the mats do that on james bonding oh, do they okay to the point where they've started they've started considering doing side podcasts <laughs> um i think it was like one episode they had paul rest on who mm. really killed it with that um emoji cohen brothers emoji list <laughs> um um but uh they started talking about how the Bond franchise and the Indiana Jones franchise are sort of intertwined. So they're thinking about doing a side podcast called Indiana Jonesing. <laughs> <laughs> how, how I'm curious, how are the, you know, I'll get to that episode, I guess, but how are the Indiana Jones and the, and the James Bond intertwined? So, they a lot of them share the same actors, especially in the case of Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. His Last Crusade, yeah, because Last Crusade has the bad guy is played by Julian Glover, who was in the bad guy in For Your Eyes Only, mm-hmm. and the blonde who both the Joneses sleep with uh-huh. was a Bond girl and a view to a kill. Um, oh, okay. Uh, she's the. Uh, her name's Jenny Flux in A View to a Kill, but I forget her name in Last Crusade. But I, I don't remember her, her but, name in that either. <laughs> you're, you're, if you're missing, if you've never seen A View to a Kill, you're doing just fine. Yeah, 
I, you know what? I've I've decided. So I I have. I used to watch all the James Bond films, mm-hmm. and and I'm actually a couple of films behind on the Daniel Craig ones, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, I, I liked Casino Royale. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of the things that I enjoyed, because I, 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 I loved the Sean Connery films as a kid, mm-hmm. but now I feel like, oh, this is just horribly misogynist, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's just, some of it's a little hard to take from a, a I don't know, attempting to be more enlightened male perspective, I mm-hmm. suppose, but... The other part of me is like, okay, just view it as entertainment and just fucking enjoy it because it's starting to kill so many of my favorite things to mm-hmm. just watch it from a, well, this isn't right. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not an excuse. I don't want to say it's an excuse, um, it, but things were what they were. And and mm-hmm. I think we talked about this a little bit um, previously. Um, no, I was talking... I'm going to get my, co- my, I almost said cod pests. <laughs> and now I did say it, so it's on record. But I almost got my podcasts confused. I was talking to Jenna Duncan about it on Hooten Review. Um, this is, I'm, I'm starting to get podcast brain where it's all, all <laughs> just melting together. Um, but the, uh, how you can't, we were talking about this in relation to, I think, the Rolling Stones, because yeah. like "Under My Thumb" is a great song, but it's also mm-hmm. just terrible if you sit and and examine it mm-hmm. from a lyrical standpoint. It's it's total, you know, it, it's it, it, it's under under my thumb. It's it's it's, yeah. it's it's you know. Anyway, I feel that way about the Stones too. Mm-hmm. Like they're as far as it's just kind of rock in general for that time. It's just, yeah. it was a very misogynistic time mm-hmm. and same thing with the bond movies and not to, you know, keep talking about this other podcast, James bonding, mm-hmm. which, um, but that's something that they try to do Tuesday trail get for the time it came up in. Right. Where, um, as entertainment back then, and even I was talking with someone, I think, um, I think I was talking to Leah over, um, social media and she had shared the editor me, of our, phoenix magazine yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah if you want a name drop yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a that's name drop <laughs> I but, um she sent me an article about like how of course all the isms that are attached to ian fleming the author right. of the books and i'm mm-hmm. like yeah and i said yeah the books are really hard for me to read because they are they do have all these isms attached mm-hmm. and which I did say to her too that like she's of course never watched a James Bond movie. And I said, well, start with Casino Royale because that one is pretty much free of isms, mm-hmm. and it's also just a really good movie. Yeah, um, and like just in just know that they're like some of them are goofy, some of them are misogynistic, and have isms attached, but they are like these really good. Like at their heart, they're just these really good action movies. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm just, it's something that I'm approaching slowly that eventually I'll just give into. I almost, um, last year, uh, when Zia was having some box set sale, I almost mm-hmm. bought the Blu-ray collection of all of them. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably, um, 
you know, I approach things in stages. So I'm like, nah, I'm not going to get that. I don't really want that. I kind of want that. I wish I bought that. And, and then within a year or two, I, I have bought it and then rewatched it. So that's pretty much how I do my record shopping. Yeah. And then eventually I cave and then I buy this deluxe $150 <laughs> reissue of proxy music's debut album which is sort of what i'm mulling over right now oh is it yeah that's um there are a couple of uh i'm a couple of big reissues behind um i i got um i i i'm hoping so uh this is a little digressions but not that the entire beginning hasn't been um (laughs) but i i got um that American Treasure box, the the four disc uh, Tom Petty. Oh yeah, um, and and it's pretty good. I've only listened all the way through once. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still absorbing it, but I'm also, um, you know, before his unfortunate passing, um, he was working on a, a deluxe reissue of Wildflowers, which oh, is my favorite right. Tom Petty album, and mm-hmm. it was going to be because basically he had two albums going, and so it was going to be the original and then a second disc that had everything else that was recorded during that period that didn't fit the, the sound. And I, I, I'm, I'm still, you know, I was hoping that that was going to be the thing that came out. And then they announced this American treasure box and there are some really good songs on there and it's great to have unearthed some, you know, I like the demos of, I think even the losers is a really Mm -hmm. good demo. Mm -hmm. And even, I think even a really good live version on that because I've listened to it a couple times streaming, mm-hmm. and then there was the um, oh, yeah, listen to her heart. Mm-hmm. I really like that one too. The only disappointing part about that box set for me, and this is again another digression on top of a digression. <laughs> um, but I am it's it's like a, a one of those digressions that's mm-hmm. eating its own tail. I feel yeah. like we're like inceptions, we're six or <laughs> six digressions deep and we're gonna pull ourselves out. We'll we'll eventually surface <laughs> yes. in a good place. Yeah. Um but um I am really attached to the soundtrack he did to She's the One. Oh yeah. Um, absolutely. which I know he does not like or he did why, not like. Um, why didn't he like it? I think him and the director Ed Burns had some problems with. Oh, like, really? Yeah, that's that's the rumor. Like, it's the only album that I think, from what I've heard, I have not watched the Bogdanovich doc. But no, but it's he doesn't. I've heard that he just doesn't go over that one, or he yeah. glosses over it. So, and it. I mean, there are like some like these throwaway noodling tracks, and mm-hmm. like, but I actually really like those, and I like walls walls yeah i mean and all of its incarnations mm-hmm. on there and i think um angel is on there too and yes. that's a beautiful song no um but i mean it's kind of like during that period like he had that that um because that that came out not that long after uh wildflowers yeah um and that 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 period really that i think started with um with uh, Full Moon Fever mm-hmm. and went through she, the She's the One soundtrack because then I, I, I like The Last DJ. I do too. But there's there's definitely, it's it's a fall in quality compared to but Wildflowers. Is Echo before or after Oh, Echo. DJ? 
Uh, Echo is before last DJ. Okay. And uh, that's uh, your. Uh, Echo you're is. I, oh, I think, God. <laughs> I think, uh, again, but, you know, Room at the Top is is great. Mm. There are a couple of, of standout tracks on it, but mm. overall, it's definitely a fall in comparison to what was what he was doing before that. Yeah. Well, I think Class DJ is just one of those concepts right. that just doesn't stick. And maybe just because it's been done, I think it's. The whole I don't like my label, I don't like yeah. this sort of thing. Yeah. That's been kind of done to like Well, and, and there's I think there's also a point when you're a successful artist where as a listener it's hard to stomach the idea of rallying against, you know, mm-hmm. or, uh railing against rather the the machine when you're a successful cog in it. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind you know, I get it. it Tom Petty doesn't like being controlled by the label or the way that the radio stations don't play his singles anymore because he's not in the right demographic. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get it, but it's also, why did you need a whole album about it? And I actually saw him on that tour mm-hmm. and he had started that tour playing essentially the last DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I think they might've been playing it either in its entirety or near entirety. And by the time they were playing Phoenix, which I think at that point it might've been cricket pavilion or something like oh. that. <laughs> it was, it was af- like post blockbuster pavilion, but you know, pre pre casino anyway, years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever it is now, I don't even know. I think it's auction auction pavilion. Yeah. Um, uh, by the time he got there, he was playing a handful of songs from it, and then majority, uh, like he played a ton of Full Moon Fever, which was great, mm-hmm. and and it was a brilliant show. And his opener for that one was Jackson Brown, so it was just it was just an overall great show. Um, which yeah, who was I talking to? Who was I talking to about Jackson Brown recently? It might have been. I didn't mark Oxborough. Oh, it's but uh, yeah. talking about how his early seventies stuff, Jackson Brown's fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, I've I've slowly started. I I slowly like last year. I slowly started this dive in light to like artists, sort of from the Ron Stant Tucson type area, mm-hmm. and I started thinking like Jackson Brown was sort of a part of that. Um, yeah, that well, that Laurel canyon yeah um and jd souther i think too has some hand in that too i i'm not knowledgeable enough to speak with authority on any of this um but but okay so back up to the previous layer um (laughs) (laughs) the uh the two deluxe uh boxes that i'm that i really want right now well, and soon to be three because I want the the mega version of Blood on the Tracks just because it's even though it's fucking called More Blood, Blood More, more tracks, tracks. I'm like, why? <laughs> why does that have to be the title for it? It just doesn't. Anyway, Blood on the Tracks is a near perfect album, mm-hmm. and it's it's always been you know very close to uh to to my heart it's probably the one i'm most emotionally attached to out of all of dylan's albums you know because probably of when i I don't know it's it's just like songs resurface constantly of you know i'll just hear tangled up in blue at the right time and Mm. and uh you know simple twist of fate i i I, it's it's i 
fucking perfect writing. And it yeah. only took a big, you know, divorce to to bring that out of him. So, um, but the 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 two I'm behind on are the Deluxe River box, mm-hmm. which I'm only really considering as a behind on because I am a devoted Springsteen fan, even though the River is not my favorite album. Uh, which we've talked about that before. Yes, and um, and uh, the flowers in the dirt deluxe box. Oh yeah, because the only the like mega like hundred forty dollar box or whatever has the complete um, like demos of uh, it's like got eleven demos of of Costello yeah. and McCartney's writing sessions that don't appear on lesser editions basically and you know as far as mccartney goes like that one and probably mm-hmm. ben on the run are probably the only ones i would spend good money on i don't, I don't like mccartney I yeah just, yeah but no i mean yeah. otherwise single disc versions of things are fine yeah. it's you know I, I, he has i think he has some very strong albums in an uneven catalog mm-hmm. um and it can be really uneven. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> Speaking of Springsteen, uh-huh. this morning I went to get donuts because my in-laws were here. Oh, and Springsteen was yeah. there? And, uh, <laughs> I wish. Yeah, he was getting some coolers and um, and um, a couple of coffees. And I said, um, hey, boss. And then he just gave me a look because, dude, no one calls me that. <laughs> um, but, no, um, they were playing the song Tunnel of Love. Oh, um, yeah. And... Dunkin' Donuts. I'm like, God, oh, kind of don't want to go <laughs> until the song's over. But I went anyway. And then I get in the car. And then, once you know, it, brilliant disguise is playing. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always it, it depends on what is going on in my life at the time. But it flip flops back and forth between whether or not Tunnel of Love or Nebraska are my favorite album mm-hmm. or is my favorite album. It's it's always between those two, and then it gets hard to choose from there. Mm-hmm. I'm finding that as I get older, I have a deeper respect for born in the USA. Um, because for one, I feel like I can hear past the clearly 1984 production of it <laughs> uh, to the lyrical, like midlife crisis kind of sentimentality of like uh, my hometown mm-hmm. or, or Bobby Jean or, uh, like uh um oh what else uh like no surrender mm-hmm. um glory days i find like the the lyrics of glory days end up being more and more like yeah you know that's i'm feeling that way um <laughs> my hometown i think was the one that like i realized like cuz just when i was 6 and i think we had mtv back then mm-hmm. um like the babysitters they played dancing in the dark over and over oh yeah sure and like list as i got older and i was starting to buy my own albums like it was i think it was my hometown when i realized that like spring scene is just not this guy in blue jeans Mm -hmm. dancing with courtney cox right brian de palma directed video i mean that one it's it's got I think I'm on fire is such a great oh, song. God, yes. It's only la- it's barely two minutes long, mm-hmm. but it's it's got this this simple rhythm guitar track to it. It's like mm-hmm. four or five chords tops. I think four chords, and um, 
actually definitely four chords because I play it. And <laughs> uh, and and just the I, I love that middle bit of of like the freight train running through the middle of my head, mm-hmm. and only you can cool my desire. Yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, stuff like that. And and um, uh, well, okay, so. There's let's, no let's let's there's no back. clue there's no doubt what he's talking about on that song oh yeah no, no. <laughs> um all right let's 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 get to the good place because yes. we're now 24 minutes in and if you would like to to um i don't know have an opinion about the podcast that you share with us as uh as the fantastic chris Ayers did um <laughs> with his pie chart of our discussions uh what was it? it was like an even split between um well okay so mochi had a big chunk out of yeah. there and then um the other two big chunks were the good place and cheers yes uh which may digress into fraser now as you're as you're getting there. Almost through season one, one yeah. episode away of season finishing season. So we're one at year. opposite ends of the spectrum because mm-hmm. we're we're in uh, the home stretch of season eleven right now. So okay. we're we're at the end. Um, but Feels yeah, good, doesn't it? It does. It really <laughs> does. Um, and I had there there are bits that I had totally forgotten about, like like the Elvis Costello episode where he plays the troubadour. That's right. In the in the nervo in nervosa, which. I didn't realize that um, Felicity Huffman's character has such a long arc either. I don't. I haven't. I don't think I got that far yet. But okay. I did catch Brittany Murphy in one of the <laughs> early episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's funny who you who you catch in there. Mm-hmm. Um, That's I, like my favorite thing. Like I don't normally tweet about. Like I'll tweet about Good Place, of course. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, when I was through my Cheers run, I didn't really tweet too much about it, except when I would catch all these people. And, yeah. Like, oh, hey, it's that guy. Or, and, yeah. And especially in the last season of Cheers, you run into John Mahoney and you mm-hmm. run into Perry Kilpin. Mm-hmm. Like, as if they're, like, setting things up for Frasier, like, the next yeah. year. Of course, yeah. none of them are either, pl- not, neither of them are playing who they play on the show, but I feel like that's how they got started. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, clearly they left an impression and, mm-hmm. and as they were casting. There. Oh, he's so great. <laughs> um, all right. So let's um, – oh, right. I was going to say you can follow us on Twitter at WhatTheForkPod and uh, and you can email us at WhatTheForkPod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and please, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, rate and review the show. We do have we do have one rating in there. Uh, it would be nice to get more uh, to to at least show an average. Um, and and I I do also want to express appreciation for everybody who's listening because I obsessively watch the stats for all the Hoot and Waddle shows. Mm-hmm. This show has been like it's it's taking off. Um, oh wow! Yeah. It's it's currently the second most popular um, Hoot and Waddle show, and we've only got I think five, four or five episodes up right now. Oh wow! So yeah. So um, so that means Kristen and Dad, if you're listening, <laughs> you you need to um you need to prove that you're fork buddies, and you need to leave something nice. And subscriptions help too. So yes. if you're if you're a regular listener, just go ahead and click the subscribe button and uh, and you know and make it official and we can go steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're gonna lean in here and uh, and go ahead and start the show. 
And we might as well start at the beginning of it because you you had wanted to talk yeah, about I that to opening. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Janet. Um, and oh, I had better not start it at the end. So oh wait, no, that's fine. That's I I, I brought it back to the beginning. There's no escaping it. The problem is me. And now I have to leave you forever. Michael, you can't be the problem. Oh, but I am. You see, architects aren't supposed to live in the neighborhoods they design. But I love humans, so I I, I wanted to try. I see now that was a mistake. My meddling is the one true constant in all of our disasters. I tried to force Jianyu into opening up, which caused a, a sinkhole to open up. I kicked a puppy into the sun and garbage rained down. I grossly underestimated the number of shrimp needed for the opening night party and what flew through the sky the next day, taunting me for my failures. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I'm truly sorry. Janet, please call a train to escort me into retirement. You see, the only way in and out of a neighborhood is by train. And Janet is the only one who can operate them. Oh. Which, okay, that's if... <laughs> It's not often they have the blatant exposition, mm-hmm. but that's blatant exposition. Yes. By the way, the only way in and out of the good place is by train, <laughs> and only Janet can operate it. It might as well be an aside. Um, like he could perhaps just, like, this, perhaps this will come into play at a future time. <laughs> I yes. feel like this is like Wayne in the middle of Wayne's world, like on. <laughs> he might as well say wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my dear Janet, will you be okay after I leave? Yes. This will not affect me in any way. (laughs) Jeez, show some compassion. Well, I can't feel sad, but here's my best approximation of human crying. (laughs) Oh, Janet, that was beautiful. (laughs) So that, that's that's a dolphin, Carl. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, she cries like a dolphin. Um, this uh, I ha- I'm so glad that this is the Boots episode. Yes. <laughs> um, I I again, you know, I I have only watched. This is only my second watch through. Um, and, and I, I, I love the boots episode and I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything in the shows that are currently airing. Right. So I won't. However, I will say Australian and, uh, the fact that the boots wear is Australian, which I had not known. Well, I'm sure at the mm-hmm. time I, I, you know, I, I, I can, I know what accents are. Um, <laughs> but the fact that, um, that that comes into play again, uh, mm-hmm. the whole Australian thing. Um, there have been, um, with well, of course, not spoiling anything in the third season. As we're watching both this season and the third season simultaneously, mm-hmm. I find that the episode that we're usually discussing at one point kind of coincides with the episode. Yeah, it's kind of especially this week. Wait, uh, and yeah. this week was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't talk about it. Yes. You know, uh, so 
there are you know as as the third season will end that which is again another 13 episode season right mm-hmm. so yes as far as i know there are only going to be 39 episodes and even if we do like a kind of recap in between what uh what are we gonna you know what are we going to talk about between i'm imagining that we will f- catch up with the third season before the fourth season starts. Is there going to be a fourth season? Have we heard? I hope so. I hope so too. I don't want this to end. Well, I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I recall if I well I recall hopefully I recall correctly um, that Kristen Bell was uh, when she was on uh, on WTF talked about um, Michael Shore having. Uh, like already knowing in his head how the arc was going to go. Yeah. Um. So he probably has an ending point. It's just hoping that, um, that he gets to realize that mm-hmm. that vision. And it's, I I haven't read the entire arc. But our friend Jason Woodbury mm-hmm. posted one a few weeks ago from the New York Times, where apparently. Sure. Also, had pretty much carte blanche to do whatever you wanted to do. Nice. Um, but I mean, that's what also scares me is that um, I mean, it's very well received show. I mm-hmm. think it's improving in ratings, um, but I don't think it gets very high. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of other than The Office. I don't think any of Shore's shows have ever been. They've been critical and cult favorites, right? But I don't think they've ever been like ratings blockbusters. I, I I hope that what's happening is that that networks are cutting on to um, the 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 benefit of having a stable of shows that has a loyal following mm-hmm. uh, that has a, a steady following, especially because I, I could see something like this moving to Hulu or Netflix, mm-hmm. and I think they want to kind of stem the tide of the shows that they cancel getting picked up by one of those services because that happens. Well, even what happens too is in the case, especially in the case of The Office, mm-hmm. like The Office wasn't a ring success in the beginning, mm-hmm. but because people were buying the episodes on iTunes, mm-hmm. the audience started to build, and I, and I think we've mentioned this before too. There are like in my day job, there are kids who are like in their twenties, early twenties. Mm-hmm. And I work with, I feel like an old grandpa, but <laughs> um, that are watching the office now and discovering it for the first time, which I think is why NBC is actually considering a reboot of the show because which, it yeah, continues to like kill streaming wise. Oh yeah. And, well, and they get, I'm sure they get some residuals for that. Oh yeah. yeah. But I mean, even with parks and rec mm-hmm. and 30 rack, like these, and I think I can't think of a show lately that America's like behind that hasn't like people haven't discovered on Netflix like a year later, right? Yeah, and I think that's maybe the strategy on The Good Place too, because as soon as the season is like over, they usually ship it right to Netflix. And sure, I always tell people like after you're done watching that Parks and Rec, I, I recommend it to you, and then Brooklyn mm-hmm. Nine Nine, you should watch the book Good Place. And now I just say, just watch The Good Place. <laughs> and then after you're done, you should listen to this podcast that I do. <laughs> yes. Or concurrently. Or yes. Um, don't wait. Yeah, listen don't wait. now. Yes. Um, now. But yeah, I, I mean, and we can talk about this more off mic, but I was thinking that uh, another like good limited run show to talk about might be like Glow. 
Yes. I would like to talk about glow a lot. Um, cause I love that show. There's a lot to the suck there. There is. I, I am a huge fan of that. And not only because Marin is on it, but, mm-hmm. and he does a great job in it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's, I think that's, that's probably the role that got him, uh, whatever role he's doing in the Joker. Yeah. Which I heard, I heard, I, I don't know. I've been kind of watching, listening intermittently to the last couple of months, but mm-hmm. Was it like last week he finally acknowledged he had a role in the movie? He's acknowledged that he had a role. He's been trying to, I feel like, downplay or and or justify it because he's mm-hmm. also been giving um, people who who buy who watch uh, rather um, comic book movies a lot of crap. Yes. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> he uh, he he keeps saying, you know. Like yes, I'm in a comic book movie, but and then goes off on yeah. <laughs> but then he also, I'm sure, I think in the same breath he's like, yeah, but it's got Robert De Niro in exactly. it. Exactly, it's Robert De Niro. Jerry, it's got Phoenix. Robert De Niro in it. <laughs> <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix, he does I, the thing. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I, I I'm actually, I, I think that's going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I I just I haven't loved a DC movie. I, and certainly in a long time, I, I think that, you know, I like, I like Nolan's Batmans. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as far as, as, uh, a, a, a movie that I would put in as high regard as maybe, uh, like the first Iron Man or, or like Thor Ragnarok or something mm-hmm. would be the 89 Batman with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. Have you seen Wonder Woman? I yet? still haven't seen that yet. Uh, so that's the next movie you're going to borrow from me. <laughs> you don't know it yet, but you are. I, I hear that mm-hmm. it is it is the best of those. I have absolutely zero interest in watching Batman v Superman mm-hmm. or the Justice League. Oh. But yeah, I do want to watch Wonder Woman. It, it's, I've heard it's, it's, it's great. It's completely unrelated to any of those other movies, and I mean, low bar or not, it's actually pretty <laughs> darn like. It's amazing how good it is that mm-hmm. it came from, like that still has Zack Snyder's name in the credits and it still comes out. Yeah. It's just beautiful, wonderful movie that is not. It's just it's just really really good. I I can't go over how good that movie was. Like it. So you're, uh, that will be what I what you borrow from me next time. Well, I've got to watch. Um, I've got to watch Fantastic Mr. Fox still, yes. which I'm looking forward to. I it was interesting. I I, I kind of do want to touch on briefly since it's it's kind of a hot topic issue right now about um, Filmstruck ending. Oh yeah, because uh, and it just re-entered my head because that's the Criterion edition of Fantastic mm-hmm. Mr. Fox. But, Plus, it's tied into the Good Place and the fact that it uses cuss words in. It uses not using cross words in a creative way uh, so because they say what the cuss a lot oh do they yes which i taught my two-year-old son to do much to the ah. chagrin of my wife oh <laughs> 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 um but yeah it was it's interesting i um Streaming this reminds me, though, that I would like to... This is one that I would like to own physically, and I don't know if it's actually out on DVD, oh, oh. is it? I don't think Good Place is available on DVD. Because I, I... I I don't know. I would like... I was somebody who who did a lot of, of 
purchasing of of seasons of television on DVD, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as that started happening, because I I do, you know, I have this concern that I'm not going to be able to find it on a streaming service at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know I have I have all of the the six feet under seasons, mm-hmm. and I can watch it on the HBO streaming app. But you know, what if suddenly I can't? And if I didn't have the uh, granted i haven't watched it in years but the thing is that at some point i'm going to be like you know what i really want to watch six feet under right now and they're gonna be right there i i like having that that ability to do that that i'm not reliant on whether or not i can find it on hulu or netflix there's been a lot like and i can get kind of hit on filmstruck yesterday like when Mm -hmm. it peaked um but uh, there's been a lot of talk of like movies disappearing and then reappearing like on iTunes, like movies that you buy. Yeah. And there have been in people's collections. I think. Well, because you're supposed to own those forever. Like yeah. once you purchase it, it's supposed to be mm-hmm. yours. No, I think I was checking out. I mean, I own both versions on DVD, Blu-ray, but I think I was, they recently reissued Donnie Darko. Mm-hmm. And of course, people who bought on previous incarnations on iTunes, they got their versions erased. No kidding. Yeah, and if you go like on the comment boards of like, I was checking out the comment boards. I was seeing what this new reissue had, and said so like, I had this version. Like I had both of these movies from the 20th Century Fox DVD collection, and. Mm-hmm. Like, and iTunes took them. Like, you can't rely on, you can't rely on streaming forever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to go away. Well, and when it does and people can't Mm -hmm. find what they're looking for, Mm -hmm. we're going to be sitting back there being like, ha ha, foolish streaming people. Yeah. (laughs) Look at this. Um, Because here's what's going to happen mm -hmm. is that, um, going back to James Bond, um, the GoldenEye satellite is going to fire a laser <laughs> over a Netflix laser beam. It's <laughs> going to fire a laser beam mm-hmm. <laughs> over the servers at Netflix, causing an electromagnetic pulse mm-hmm. that causes all electronic devices to be rendered useless, much like in a nuclear blast. Mm-hmm. And Pierce Brosnan is not James Bond anymore, so he's not going to be able to save us, save the world from Sean Bean. Um, no, no, and and I'm not convinced that he really was able to save us then either. <laughs> no, because if you skip ahead, uh, <laughs> um, die another day, he saves no one. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's my that's my silly joke. <laughs> um, I I that was one thing about Pierce Brosnan as as Bond is that I never. I don't know. I I never bought him as a as as the Bond figure. Oh, um, see, my my mom obsessively watched Remington Steel. Yeah, I you know that yeah. was a good show. I thought it was fun. I always that's what I always thought would be when he was announced. I was like, oh, that's perfect. Mm. Um, so I was always bought into it. Gotcha. Um, it got more ludicrous as <laughs> in his tenure. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's his fault. I, um, but I buy him more as James Bond than I buy him as a 
Broadway singer and those Mamma Mia movies. I have yet to see those. I have no intention of seeing those. I <laughs> you're I haven't seen the second one, but the first one is just is um there I see why people like them, but I, I am not one of those people. I you know, usually if I see Meryl Streep is in a film, mm-hmm. I will at least have some sort of interest in it. Mm-hmm. That it, it it couldn't it didn't help this time. Yeah, I was like no, not not. It's a shame because that cast is stacked. To uh to to reference uh Dana Carvey <laughs> doing uh George W. Bush, not gonna do it. <laughs> don't just don't. Yeah, wouldn't be prudent. I... <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who was not watching Saturday Night Live during the nineties. <laughs> yeah, you, you just—it's going way over your head. Between, yeah, I was gonna say between uh, Dana Carvey and the Wayne's World reference I made earlier, we're <laughs> <laughs> we're speaking to a yeah a specific age group. All right, uh, now we, we've we've gone on another lengthy digression. Where where, where, I, where else? What else did you want to talk about? I um I kind of went. Uh, I think I started about two and a half minutes in. There's a scene where. We introduce um, Chidi, I believe, his level, his first time he's ever been dishonest. Yeah, yeah, uh, and th- yeah, that's that was something else I wanted to wanted to talk about as well. Um, Sue, so, because it's the boat. Michael is retiring. He's gonna be on an angel boat somewhere, smoking moonbeam <laughs> cigars. Now Tahani is throwing him that a goodbye a party. To, Let's go help <laughs> out. Sure, that will better. more than make up for the pain and misery and lying. Yes, now you're getting it. <laughs> hey, Cheedy, just read your article on logical positivism. So dry. Oh, thanks, Henry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> New boots. Wait. Oh, yeah. So, so just hang on him. just a second. Saw them in the store and I was just like... He said, so so dry. I'm not even going to try to do an Australian accent. Uh-huh. I'm going to save everybody from that. He said, so dry, which Chidi took as a compliment. Yes. <laughs> um, I Yeah, I don't know if we need to unpack that, but it says a lot about Chidi <laughs> yes. that dry is a compliment. Like, no! And tell the <laughs> truth. Do you like them? Oh, Oh, yeah. Not too red? No. Crystals aren't too much? Crystals are not too much. Oh, well, that (laughs) makes me feel much better. Because I was really going back and forth over whether they were worth the money. They were super expensive. Yeah. Well, they're uh, amazing. I mean, those are the coolest boots I've ever seen in my life. Thanks so much, buddy. (laughs) Bye. Oh, my God. What have I done? He's such a bad liar. I, how do you, how do you not see that that's um, that he's not being genuine about that? Mm-hmm. That I, that's a person who is just so lost in his boot euphoria mm-hmm. that he cannot see that Chidi is totally blowing smoke. So, like Chidi is just like I just because I'm like insecure as a person and I'm getting better about it, but. Jeez, oh, good be, for you. Let me know yes. how that goes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's it's it's. I'll, I'll send you the bill. <laughs> um, it's just like there's this whole thing. Like I don't think people can ever tell me be honest with me. But mm-hmm. like if I trying something new, like a new haircut or 
just or people will say oh yeah that was a really good thing that you did about mm-hmm. this thing and i'm like oh thanks and then in the back of my mind i'm like is that what they really thought <laughs> <laughs> um or are they just just humoring me and she is the per- is the manifestation of that of how i feel like people just humoring me all mm-hmm. the time when i should just realize that most people are inherently honest and will tell me no i can take a Take a criticism. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you can see people that way. I view people as inherently dishonest, uh, and and just you know tend to not, um, not take what people say. At, but that's my own issues. Yeah, um, I feel like, and I have similar issues with that too, where I'm just like insecure all the time. I mm. don't think anyone can ever be honest with me, like or. Like, oh, that's great. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't really think so, do you? Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, this is not Jason and Jared's therapy hour. <laughs> um, this is this is the <laughs> Jared and Jason occasionally talk about the good place hour. <laughs> uh, I I want to roll right into the next scene because of uh, tonight needs talk. to be the perfect blend of celebratory, reverential, bittersweet, upbeat, fun, and effortless. This is hashtag Tahani time. Hashtag Tahani time. time. That's yes. Uh, that's main, my main reason for wanting to roll into the next scene is hashtag Tahani time. What is all this? Oh no, Michael, you're not supposed to. But then, to of course, see it, we also we can't up, but... go through this episode well, without talking about. Welcome retirement. to your retirement yeah. party. Look over there. I've even set up a buffet of themed desserts, like retire mint chocolate cake <laughs> or a flan voyage. Oh boy. Oh, and here we have a pinata <laughs> shaped like you, which is always fun. By the way, uh, what's your favorite color for the tablecloths? Uh, well, it's not perceptible by human eyes. It's called pluragloss. Could you describe it? It's the color of when a soldier comes home from war and sees his dog for the first time. Mm. How about blue? Johnny, I'm so sorry. We need to cancel this party immediately. But why? For a being like me, retirement is not something fun. What is retirement for you, exactly? Well, I wasn't going to share this so as not to upset you, but it's a, an extreme form of punishment. We call it the eternal shriek. My soul will be disintegrated, and each molecule will be placed on the surface of a different burning sun. And then my, my essence will be scooped out of my body with a flaming ladle and poured over hot diamonds. Oh, but the diamonds sound lovely. They're not. Mm. (laughs) And then what's left of my body will be endlessly beaten with a titanium rod, like a... Like a piñata. Yes, (laughs) except you have the string around my waist, but instead it will definitely be around my genitals. What? (laughs) Oh, Michael, I'm so sorry. I was... All right. I want to talk about... Well, and, and we can do it more when when we get to the the quote unquote party. Uh, I'll, I'll save it for that. But I do want to mention the genitalia, uh, which is I I, I I think further separates it from a traditional uh, ethos, right? Because in in higher beings, usually they're viewed as as not having uh, gender, or at least not having genitalia, mm-hmm. uh, or or it's it's uh, you know it's it's certainly never talked about. But um, in in the good place, uh, you know the the architects here, uh, they. I, 
it's interesting that they he talks about the fact that the string is going to be wrapped around his genitalia because that means um i was always under the impression that that the that this human manifestation that he took was by choice and that when he's not there he's something completely different mm-hmm. uh or but uh, you know, I, I I don't know. That's I don't know exactly where I'm going with that. It's it's apparently my rambling genitalia moment, um, which you know I, I think is a condition. Rambling genitalia, you can probably get a pill for. Um, <laughs> but you also forget that I was established, and I believe the first or second episode that there is porn in heaven. That's right, because Janet. Yes. <laughs> um, right. Okay, and on we go. So, um, maybe it, I'm using the wrong mouse <laughs> <laughs> because God damn it. all right, just trying to honor you. Please allow me to reconceive the event. Of course. All right, everyone, we're starting over. The key word for tonight is just somber. Johnny, my love, we're going to have to get rid of all of the party poppers immediately. He's going to be tortured. The look on his face. Yes. Um, <laughs> the childlike delight. Yeah. But, and thing is the fact that this, this is a retirement party mm-hmm. and the theme is hashtag to honey time. Yes. Yeah. Um, because, against, yeah. Again, proves that this is like nothing to honey does is ever first the, the person she's throwing it for. Right. It's all about to honey. Yes. Yeah. If she were more careful, she would have known not to make a pinata of of Michael. Right. A, a very well made and delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I have something I wanted to talk about. Uh, no, we went through that already. Uh, I have something at eight minutes. Okay. I don't have anything until 10 minutes. Okay. Why, why, when I tell Henry that I liked his boots, I don't like his boots. I hate his boots. Yes, I know. You've talked about it for the last two days. I lied to him. I mean, you wrote your thesis on Kant. He believed that lying is always morally wrong. No exceptions. Yes, well, Kant was a lonely, obsessive hermit with zero friends. Some- <laughs> uh, I just want to say, so that's, that's, that's where the lesson comes in. We're, we're looking at Kant's philosophy this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the lying is, is it, it, terrible. It, it's never morally correct under any circumstance. Um, it's the, the hidden philosophy lesson, I suppose, the not very subtly hidden philosophy lesson. But I also love that uh, Chidi's girlfriend, which, interestingly, that was so it's been established already that Chidi doesn't have a, has never had a soulmate. Right. So, meaning that the person that we see Chidi in bed with, he can't, he can't possibly have a very deep committed connection to because mm-hmm. uh, he's never had that. Right. So he's never been like, and the fact that he's hung up on boots as opposed to like the needs of his lover mm-hmm. um, proves where Chidi's priorities have already been excused, but then. Well, are, are skewed. Yeah, uh, and and the 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 next comments by sometimes we do things just to be polite. But if you really feel girlfriend. that strongly about it, tell him the truth. Also, I don't care because it's the middle of the night. <laughs> <sighs> I 
This is why everyone hates moral philosophy professors. Yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. And maybe no one's ever been honest with cheating. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is why. So clearly, his his girlfriend is already not uh, not super pleased with with Chidi, uh, and doesn't seem to like him very much, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, we are going to 10 minutes. Yeah. And it was, um, his speech at his retirement party. Um, oh, I do want to go over this. Oh, quick. please do. I got something for you. It's cheating. Gets his own oh my God. You loved mine so much. I decided to get you your own pair. We can be boot brothers. Wow, I, I can't accept these. They're too expensive. Sure you can. Try them on, mate. The fact that you like mine so much really made me feel like I made the right choice to buy them. After all, why should I have all the fun and boots? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Those look great. Take them for a spin. Ah, you're flying. Mmm, fight! Speeches! So, Time for speeches, so have everyone! You ever, um, Michael. So have you have you ever considered buying boots? This makes me think of You know what? I I have I have briefly. Uh I don't know that I can necessarily pull them off. Um I I, I think that uh, I'm I'm gradually getting to a point where I will allow myself uh to finally purchase some Doc Martens. Mm-hmm. Uh that kind of boot or like a um uh you know like a one of something like that. Uh, but I, I I have I have kind of contemplated the idea, and uh, always come down on the side that no, I will just look ridiculous. I've so it's funny you mentioned Doc. So back in my my aim is true um, this year's mile phase mm-hmm. of my uh, love Elvis Costello, uh-huh. um, I had the red Doc Martin boots, oh. uh, much like him because that was. Oh, that because was, the was angels my, want to wear your red shoes. I just want yes, <laughs> I um exactly, um and then as I've now grown into my um starting to get into my King of America, uh, my like a rose face mm. with with my beard, uh, I am definitely <laughs> um going less towards um I, I've definitely taken off the boots and try to um do something a little more um Californiaish, hippieish, sure. um, as so on and so forth but i think it was like a couple of years ago i was in austin and i thought like man i could just probably get like a pair of cowboy boots or something <laughs> and i seriously can it because you i don't know if you've been to austin but there's like this i think it's congress avenue mm-hmm. there's like these little shops and things unique shops uh, in addition to like um old chain stores and i thought oh this will I'm going to get boots. This mm-hmm. is going to be the place where I get them. And um, I just can't, I can't make that kind of commitment. Like, I, So here's the thing. I, I, I never make a, I, I, any, any strong like fashion change or statement or anything like that. I just, uh, I, I can't, uh, I can't handle the stress of it mm-hmm. because it, it, it could go horribly wrong. And I, I have been, uh, a real, you know, 
I've 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 stood by the reliable t-shirt and jeans mm-hmm. for my entire life and then when it gets a little cooler I'll throw a plaid shirt on, you know, flannel thing mm-hmm. and you know then I get to wear sweaters for a few months out of the year. And that's that's my entire, you know, closet right there basically. To to quote Eleanor um or basic. <laughs> Sh- sure, yes. I uh, fashion uh fashionally speaking <laughs> yes. basic yes uh, but, Actually, yes let's, let's be clear <laughs> yeah I, I i have uh you know i i think that'll be the the next thing though is is i i, I just i never want to have uh to look back on a photo and be like what the fuck was i thinking mm-hmm. or you know at least i know i'm consistent it may be boring but that's fine with me. I don't care. It's it's just it. Uh, fashion can come in and out of style, and I will have moved steadily through in a straight line. So, yeah, I. It's not only is it like a cost commitment. Mm-hmm. It's just like what would I wear? What in my outfit goes with boots? <laughs> like, and what possible reason? would I even want to wear these for mm-hmm. it, I I don't know why I considered I think I was listening to Marin go on about boots uh-huh. for about 10 minutes in an episode. Oh, maybe this is some sort of fashion thing I've never realized I <laughs> wanted to be before. And then I just couldn't do it. And, and then I would be afraid that again, I would be, uh, it would be, be in a room with a bunch of cheaties telling me, oh yeah, those boats look great. <laughs> and then they're going, why did I say that? Yep. They look terrible. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, man, I'd be like, well, so-and-so thought my boots look great, honey. And like, they're, they're, they're no, they wrong. didn't. They're yeah. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. Someone who didn't exactly have the steadiest parental guidance. I just want to thank you. You were always there for us. Oh, this is what I want to talk about here. So the, the color palette, I wanted to save mm-hmm. it for this scene because of the gray of the balloons mm-hmm. and it's it's introduced like Michael has through the entire series had uh you know worn fairly vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. And especially in his his bow tie choice. Yeah. Um and and when he when he began uh when we started this episode, he was there in 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 gray pants, gray shirt, gray, mm-hmm. you know, all different different uh, uh you know hues of gray. Mm-hmm. And and now matching with the decor of of the condolences party <laughs> yes where the, the banner says our, our condolences and this actually ties into what one of the things i want to talk about mm-hmm. um before this speech is that um again going back to fashion choices his socks mm-hmm. during the speech are colorful and amazing and i want them <laughs> that's socks are another thing where i can't just quite make the leap into mm. fun socks I, I i i have envy of people who just are like i'm gonna get th- things with these tartan patterns on them or stripes or whatever and i'm just like i wear white socks i <laughs> wear white socks with everything i finally got uh tired of being made fun of for wearing white sh- white socks with black dress shoes so yeah. i got a couple of pairs of black socks so mm-hmm. i could pull that but I, I feel like socks is the one place where you can actually be adventurous here yeah just because people are not looking at your ankles 
Um, well, but clearly, a, well, I you, was. Well, yeah, I, you were. You were coveting Ted Danson sucks. Well, I mean, I'm. I, I'm also studying. You know, this on a visual level, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I did. I, I do covet his socks, but I feel too, just as, on a personal level. Socks are the one place where you can be a little adventurous mm-hmm. um, because as I mean, boots obviously are not going to work for me. Sure. Um, I've, but um, I feel like socks, unless you're so, unless when you talk to someone, you're either you're sitting or you're standing mm-hmm. and hopefully you're looking at them in the eye. Yeah. Um, whereas um, no one you want to make an impression on, hopefully is looking at your ankles and if you're standing up mm-hmm. and you are in a nice fit pair of pants they're probably not likely going to notice them that's true it's like your secret it's like your secret fashion adventure is well, your ankles. and if you're wearing a pair of taller shoes either work boots or or mm-hmm. you know like a like a pair of ducks or something mm-hmm. uh, i said ducks i think it sounded a little bit like ducks uh but <laughs> It's it, they're they're not really going to show anyway, and it can be like your secret uh, little uh, happiness thing. Yeah. So this this week's episode is sponsored by Warm Socks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, maybe I'll take the sock plunge. Who knows? Uh, if I do, I'll be sure to let you know, Fork Buddies. I shouldn't have been. That was the problem. Yes, but it was also great when you weren't there. Don't worry, soon I won't be. Forever. Because of the eternal shriek. Yes. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Is his name Gary? Yes, it's uh, Gary. Glenn. Glenn. It's Glenn. Glenn. It's Glenn. Michael, you all... But fucking Glenn. <laughs> First your damn chicken Was kept soup. us warm and safe. Yeah. Like a bright, glowing sun. Like the one I kicked the dog into? Or the one I'm going to be burned on the surface of for eternity. Okay, no more speeches. Speeches are over. <laughs> Michael's going to talk now. Oh, I'm sorry I was so grumpy. It's just, I'm sad that I have to leave before doing all the human things that I wanted to do. I love his list of human things. I wanted to get my hair wet. You know, I, I wanted to pull a hamstring, <laughs> to learn the difference between Toward and towards. I wanted to do that thing where you walk down the hallway and someone else is walking the other way and then you both lean to one side and then the other and then you both chuckle over your shared foible. I wanted to get a rewards card, any rewards card. I, I wanted to talk briefly to someone and then say, take it sleazy. <laughs> I wanted to eat a saltine. Actually, have some saltines. Here, try this. Pretty dry. <laughs> I'm like too cheap. salty. Well, going out on a real low note here. Okay, <laughs> bye, everyone. Well, take it sleazy. You got to say it. <laughs> yes, but then you say it back. No, it's not organic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Janet, how uh, many I just love that Janet speech so much. There have yeah, been 25 generations of... I, I love that he wants to say, take it sleazy. I, it's it, The things that he... 
that he finds endearing about humanity that mm -hmm. most people find either annoying or just don't pay attention to. It goes back to his paperclip collection and yeah. how much he loves them and the the things that are in his case and yogurt um, and, and the yogurt thing. Yeah, yeah. all the th you know taking something great and making it slightly worse so you can have more of it <laughs> yes <laughs> which i feel that take it sleazy each new update of janet yes. gains more yeah, wisdom and social human, abilities uh, or, fun it's fact taking english the first and janet had a clip wheel <laughs> so it's like aging for a human you're you're growing up Oh, so That's we, how I um, like to think of it, Chidi. Kind of I can't talk Yeah, about the twenty-five generations of Dan of Janet mm -hmm. and how, or iterations, whatever she says, and and the fact that the first one had a click wheel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. There so was this, there, so there was this video that I saw from Pitchfork talking about how great the iPods were because of the click because wheel. of the click wheel. Yeah. yeah. I still I, have one. That's the only iPod I've ever owned is the iPod Classic with mm -hmm. the 64 gigabytes that has um that ha is it 64 or it might be it was whatever the the whatever the largest capacity one is mm -hmm. uh or was and and uh it might have been like 128 or something. I don't know. Why am I getting on that digression? But the well, fact it's got the click wheel on that. Yeah, and we were talking earlier too about how uh, we were talking earlier too about how like things are just seem to be we keep losing these material things. Mm -hmm. and, and I, at least with the iPod, like well, you can't stream on iPod and now mm -hmm. even like, it's not even, it's barely 10 years old. And like, that's not even. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that was like, sort of the, what, what this video was about the point it was making that it, it still was this physical experience. Mm -hmm. Um, it was something you could hold. It was something that had a click wheel. Yeah. You had to um, scroll through things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and as of course yeah, the, you could you know you mm. could go make the circle go fast enough that it would start going through letters yeah yeah and then it then it got to when the iPod Touch was introduced that's mm -hmm. when things started going kaput downhill the yeah. death of 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 human <laughs> civilization yes yeah I I still I mean if I I could go on yeah. that was a long sigh i could go on forever about how much i hate experiencing music digitally i i use experiencing music digitally as a means to sample things sometimes yes but i still you know i, I as as you saw coming in I, I have a new car now it was a huge deal to me to pick the first uh cd that i put in the in the stereo to check out the sound system. And what was the CD, Jared? Okay, so the first CD... Now, now, technically, the first album in there was the new Elvis Costello. Okay. But uh, it was listened to while uh, driving uh, with Janelle to the the Charlton book launch event, and uh, it was down very low. The first official uh, like experience on my own, driving to work, having the stereo cranked up, Neil Finn's Try Whistling This. Nice. From the brilliant album from 1998. It has some of my, I think, I think it has some of his best songs on there, even better than some of the Crowded House songs from before. She and Will Have Her Way. Is, um, yeah. it, it made its way to a lot of mixtapes I, 
I married. I I have I have done that as well. It's it's a favorite of mine. I think it's still my favorite solo album of his. And mm-hmm. I actually spent a long time searching for and eventually found the deluxe two disc version that has all of the B sides from the CD singles that came out from there as well. And those are fantastic. Also, I uh, for those. While you're all listening, you can't see me, but I just mouthed the word what as if I had no idea this existed. It exists. Yeah, it existed, I think, in Australia. So, uh, Of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and it's well worth it. If you can find it for like 20 bucks or something on eBay, mm-hmm. I highly recommend getting it. Also, speaking of things that no one, you can't get streaming anymore mm-hmm. um, on this topic. Crowd House is live album from Farewell Show from Sydney. Oh yeah, um, it's not available on Apple Music. No, and I kidding. love that album. It's a great album. I have I have the uh, concert DVD, okay. and I have the uh, I also have the 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 album because I really um, the 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 highlight for me. Uh, well, there's a lot of highlights on that album for me, but I like the version of Sister Madly that they do on. That. Oh yeah, that's because it's a lot. Yes, because on the um, what, I I'm on the spot, so I can't remember what album it's off. Is it Temple Low Men? It is. Yes. Yeah. Um, because it's like this dark, kind of like a little jazz tune. And yeah. And like, and in concert when they play it, it's like this happy. <laughs> yeah. Like this goofy little. <laughs> It takes is. on a whole different tone. It's it's very different, and well, it's. I don't think that it, it can help, but anything that that Richard Thompson is involved in, mm-hmm. uh, and he's the one who plays lead guitar on that track on the album version. Oh yeah. Uh, anything that he's involved in can't be too upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I, I I I will you know put a caveat on that, saying that I do love Richard Thompson's music. So, yes. speaking of funny dark things mm-hmm. we were about to start to talk about janet we were but i'm gonna keep talking about neil finn for oh a let's second. do it let's do it so <laughs> um uh i i got a a nice rejection letter from his publicity people that he would not have time to do an interview on the day of the show that uh, fleetwood mac is here for but um that's neither here nor there i'm proud um, that i'm happy that you got a let rejection letter i yeah, yeah sometimes like that means they read it yeah Exactly. Which I think is awesome. It is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was um, I was gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say what uh, is always uh, great to me about the yeah I love when when Tim Finn comes in for a few tracks on that farewell because mm-hmm. uh, he comes in to do it's only natural and he does a, a couple of the the Woodface songs um, and uh, the uh, th- then the uh, seven worlds collide oh god yes that concert dvd and i i actually really like the album that they put out later where people actually like they went down to new zealand and and recorded stuff mm-hmm. because uh do you do you have that one i so so i know there's two seven worlds collide there are so the there's, first one yeah is the concert that has johnny marr eddie vetter lisa yes. germano uh, like Sebastian Steinberg, uh, Steinberg from Soul Coughing, and mm-hmm. uh, and also have features Tim Finn and a bunch of of New Zealand artists or Australian artists as well. It's a great concert video. And, and I remember I that is when I always like Pearl Jam. I was like a better, but that was the mm-hmm. one where he went up a few notches in my book because yeah. he covers I See Red, which is yeah, <laughs> yep, oh. yep, and he nails it. <laughs> yeah, and there's uh, I. 
forget is it uh he does take a walk too yes he does uh which is great to see um both icy red and uh and take a walk are highlights of the video mm-hmm. uh to see neil play the the uh, solo on on take a walk and to see you know tim finn strutting on stage while while uh <laughs> while they're singing i see red and it's got a great version of edible flowers on there which mm-hmm. i think was a highlight on that um that second finn brothers album <laughs> and um, then the second one has i think it has Tweety is on it. it uh, yeah. So the second one is all original songs. Right. Uh, that was like the Oxfam, like where where this is basically a charity album, and people are going to come down and record songs. And you know, it's it's hit or miss, but mm-hmm. overall, I think it's really great. I, I like the KT Tunstall um, contributions, and I like uh, you know, I, I think that tim finn's uh song on there is great then the the tweety one is an early version of uh, i think he has a couple but one of them is an early version of um uh, you never know okay oh wow it's been a while since i've listened to that one i need to yeah it's it's got some gems on there it's yeah. you know it's it's kind of like i said it's unevenly split between the two discs i think but there are some really really great songs and songs that you can only get on that um on that collection so this in addition to being sponsored by warm socks is uh sponsored by neil finn <laughs> i wish neil, Fia, neil I, finn <laughs> i i would happily talk to any member of the finn family by the way i, would I think too. they're they're all unfairly musically gifted mm-hmm. and also i don't know if we've ever talked about this but i have an irrational uh jealousy for anybody who is my age who is more uh, creatively successful than I am. Okay. And one of those people is Liam Finn. Uh, we were both born in 82 and he is a gifted songwriter. Uh, he is. And, and musician. I, I, I concur with that. Um, and from what I understand too, just from the, 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 uh, chair on Twitter is that, that, uh, Fleetwood Mac that I so unfairly maligned because I am so devoted to Buckingham. I, I am a huge Bucking fan. Bucking fan. Buck, I'm a Bucking fan. I'm a Bucking fan. I'm a Bucking fan of um, uh, Buckingham, but apparently Campbell and Finn are kind of killing it. Yeah, that's what I hear. It looks like because you know, and I think they made the right choice. They're mm-hmm. not doing heavy uh, Buckingham compositions. Mm-hmm. They're they're going back to doing uh, some of the earlier stuff, and mm-hmm. I think that's that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, people are getting to experience a bunch of stuff that they wouldn't normally hear. And I think on they're Fleet coming back to the house, right? They're doing. Uh, they're, they're doing. Don't dream it's over. Yeah, yeah. I think they were doing. They might have been doing a split on song. They probably. I got you. I think mm-hmm. at, least, at least on the first. I think the first opener. But. Yeah, I have. I have been um, watching the set list from that because. Mm-hmm. I, now, now I will have to pay for sure since I'm not getting an interview with the band or anybody mm-hmm. in there. But uh, I, I am still toying with the idea of buying a ticket for that because I am too, and um, I haven't bought my ticket for Castello yet, so I'm going to buy. Uh, it I haven't either. So, uh, do you want to go? I do want to go, of okay. course. Okay. Uh, do you want to go together with me? Sure. Okay. Yeah, we just made a Costello date because. Okay. Uh, you were, I, I was, you're I was, here first. I was going place. to have to to <laughs> buy a uh, ticket to go by myself for that one. Yeah. So yeah, so because I think it's out. 
um, if it's a weeknight, I don't generally review it mm -hmm. um, just because it's too hard to get time off the next day for my day job. And I, I won't have a kid yet. So um, I think, yeah, would you go out with me to see how this guy's So I think yes, you said Jason. yes. Oh, you made me the happiest man alive. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now on a, a less... Uh... <laughs> Let's get back to Janet dying. <laughs> Every time there's a new version of Janet, I like to take a piece of birthday cake and smash it around where my mouth is. <laughs> Janet has, has learned and grown. She's essentially living a life. We can't kill her. Not with that attitude, we can't. Listen, man, I'm dead, you're dead, we all died, and now we're killing her. Pay it forward. Uh, no, that's not what that means at all, Eleanor. <laughs> Here we are. Just press that button and it's goodbye, Janet. Cheaty, uh... I can see that you're worried, and I just want to assure you, I am not human, and I cannot feel pain. Uh, thank you, that helps. However, I should warn you, I am programmed with a fail-safe measure. As you approach the kill switch, I will begin to beg for my life. It's just there in case of an accidental shutdown, but it will seem very real. Cool, so who's doing this, me or you? Uh, well, I, I, I think I have to. Um, being a bystander seems worse somehow. <sighs> okay, here we go. Janie, no, 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 Janie, please, please, please don't hurt me. I don't want to die, please, please. Ah. Again, I am not human. I can't die. I am simply an anthropomorphized <laughs> vessel of knowledge built to make your life easier. Your pleading seems so real. Oh, yes, it is a very effective failsafe. <sighs> You want a robot killed, right? You have to do it yourself. Eleanor? Eleanor, no, 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 please, wait, 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 wait. Eleanor, I have kids. I have three <laughs> beautiful children. Tyler, Emma, and little tiny baby Philip. Look at Tyler. Tyler has asthma, but he is battling it like a champ. Look at him. <laughs> no, Eleanor, look at them. Look at them! Not so realistic! Eleanor, again, I'm not human. This is a stock photo of the crowd at the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> That's right. It's not real. Let's just do this. Right. Please, I have so much to live for. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're not even Please. near the... Hey, guys, what's going on? My party was lame, so I bailed. Then I saw you, so I followed you here. Oh, look, a button. <laughs> no, no, no! no, no. Oh, oh man, I wanted to push that yes. button. No, cool, dude. Whoa, what happened to Janet? She's, she's dead. I, I, I killed her. Not killed. Remember, Janet was not a living being, so she can't be killed. Attention, I have been murdered. 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 Attention. What do we do, Eleanor? What do we do? Cheetah, you just murdered Janet. We have to flee your crime scene. <laughs> Run! I have been murdered. Sorry, Janet. I have been murdered. Attention. When he resets his Attention. <laughs> oh my god, I killed Siri. <laughs> yes. Taking it back to the factory settings. It's I I do I I I, I can't express... Uh, well, I think I did, because we basically didn't talk through the entire death scene of Janet. Mm -hmm. We just laughed through it. But this whole... I, you know, and we talked about it briefly, or I talked about it briefly. The, her ability... 
uh, as an actress mm-hmm. um, to to go back and forth between the I'm Janet. You know, really, it's okay. I can't die. I can't feel any pain. Don't kill me. <laughs> Just the, it's it's so brilliantly executed. And he has asthma, but he's a champ. <laughs> he's but he's working through it. Yeah. This is a pissed talk photo from kids at the Nickelodeon <laughs> Choice Awards. Your kids' choice. It's just the 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 writing and the the acting and every. It's it's just. I, I, yeah. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, yeah, I yeah I I don't have really any much to add to that. I just just want to keep keeping praise on Darcy Camden, like the actress. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. think she just nails this so well. She does. Um, so. Yes. And I just can't, like, again, it goes back, like, Chi just, like, what must he do when, like, like, with Siri or any, Mm -hmm. and this, like, this is before, like, Alexa, I think, was a thing. Like, Uh, Well, I know, I think Alexa was coming around right around then, right? I think Alexa's been a thing for a little bit. Those, those speakers that, uh, that invade our privacy uh, (laughs) and listen to us all the time. Yes. Uh, are you are you uh, an Alexa? Only convert? because my dad got me one for Christmas, uh, and while I did accept the gift, and it is hooked up in our home, and mm-hmm. it does I do occasionally, it it does come in handy, but I have not used it to ever order a darn thing on Amazon. Hmm. Sometimes it like sometimes it's handy to entertain our child. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. Yeah, but it. I, I just I I have fully given myself over to the idea that there is pretty much no privacy anymore yeah if you have a cell phone in your pocket at any given time you know it's everything as is accessible to anybody i mm-hmm. it's just the i feel like alexa or the google dot or whatever it is and and the apple equivalent are are just it's it might as well be you know it's it's like the difference between knowing that something is happening and then saying, handing it over freely, yes. you know, uh, it's so, I don't know. It's, it, it just, it's, have you seen, have you seen the Simpsons that kind of, it's, it's gotta be a hell, uh, uh, treehouse of horror episode. Uh, it's it, but it's I, I'm sure it's imitating uh, or 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 uh, what do you call it? Paying homage to uh, 2001, but it's the one where Pierce Brosnan is the house. No, have you never seen that? I don't think I've seen this one. It's How it's, I- <laughs> it's fantastic. You'll have to. There's your homework for the week. Yes, is seeing this episode, and we'll we'll <laughs> we'll spend uh, some time when we're not talking about the good place next week or the next time <laughs> we record talking about that episode because I cannot give anything away in that it's okay. it's it's one of and, and I think it might be a later period one, but I love that episode so much. Uh-huh. I um when Pierce Brosnan is in something else that I love, I. Get a little. I, mean, I I I can't believe that this has gone away. From, I did not pick this up on my radar. <laughs> but I yeah, it's it's a great one. Uh, so Janet is dead. <laughs> Long enough, <laughs> Janet. <laughs> I, I love the. She doesn't mention. 
Okay, the, the uh, crash course in getting away with bad stuff. You have the, to act uh, calm the, uh, and cool, I like you don't have a care in the world. Um, okay? Which is Great. something that you think she may want to Oh, wow. To Look, people. it's Weekend at Bernie's. Because you're a <laughs> dead guy in sunglasses. Exactly, which, again... <laughs> Only gets get is going to be gotten by a, a niche, you know, audience <laughs> of a certain age. Uh, but I, I, know I enjoy that I've never been more stressed out in my entire life. I know what you need. Janik, you get Chidi some weed. Oh, that's right. You killed Janet. <laughs> Janet's been murdered. That's a nice cap on this up. wonderful day. <laughs> I don't really know what happens now because... Janet has never been murdered before. <laughs> Only and today, here says, on my watch, RMP, while I was distracted with a party that sister. Tahani was throwing for me, which I didn't want. Michael, you mustn't blame yourself. I'm not. I'm blaming you. Anyway, <laughs> what is there to say about Janet that hasn't already been said by the giant Janet alarm in the sky? <laughs> I've been murdered! I think that says it all. Hello. <laughs> Janet! You're alive! Hello, architect. Please enter your four-digit pin. Uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? What is it? Um, oh, right, right, right. It's my, uh, my birth year. Uh, I change that. That's too easy to guess. Which is all zeros. Yes, Janet. Just like Michael and Kanye. Who murdered? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Hello. Yes, hello. Oh, yeah, uh... Her memory must have been wiped clean, so now she's going to have to re-upload all the knowledge in the universe, which will only take a few days. Okay. Hello. 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 Everyone, um, until I get to the bottom of this, my retirement is officially postponed. Woo! Oh. I got to admit, I kind of nailed it. All we have to do now is keep the secret forever. J-Dog, you cool? No. By the time I got to the piñata, all the candy was gone. <laughs> He's not going to tell anyone. Cheaty? Cheatster. What's uh, happening, buddy? You have a crazy look in your eye, and you're retreating into your shirt. You're kind of, like, turtling. <laughs> Henry, are you all right? What happened? I have an aneurysm. Requires emergency surgery. Doctors give me a 50-50 chance, so if there's anything you need to say to me, you should do it now. Oh, well, actually, um... <laughs> no. <laughs> they let you wear your boots in here? They're the only things that bring you comfort. <laughs> what did you want to say to me? Oh, um, just that I'm here, and I love you, man. Love you, too. Brother. <laughs> okay. Cheaty! You didn't have to stay here all night. So, surgery went well? All clear? Ride us rain, buddy. It is so, so, so great. I hate your boots. What? <laughs> I told you that I loved your boots three years ago, and I was lying, and that lie has haunted me ever since. And people tried to tell me it was fine, just a nice yeah. little white lie in the form of social niceties, but I disagreed, and then yes. It took him three years to tell to tell his friend that he didn't like his boots. And that also means that his friend has been wearing those boots for three years. Yes, and that also means that for three years... His friend has not noticed that Chidi has probably never worn those boots. Ever again. So how could they even be boot buddies? Boot brothers. Boot even. brothers. Yes. That's even deeper. Oh my god. That's gosh. boot deep. <laughs> <laughs>
Yesterday I thought you were gonna die, but now you're not dead, and I can finally be honest and say that those boots are terrible <laughs> and hideous, and I hate them. Woo! <laughs> this is why everyone hates moral philosophy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I get it. I don't care that she came back or that we did it for a good reason. I can't live with this lie. I'm going to confess to the murder of Janet. <laughs> what? Oh. And that's, um, it's kind of where I, uh, other than, that's all I had ran down as far as stuff that I wanted to talk about. I don't know where you were, but of course at the end, um, we find out that she's about to confess. Well, I think we should probably get to that. We usually yeah. need to need to watch the last scene yeah. um, because it is of, uh, you know, great import. Uh, I, I, you know, I do want to, it's, it's reiterated that everybody hates moral philosophers. Yes. <laughs> uh so so there's that uh it's i i just still the fact that you know and i don't know i probably uh noticed that at the time because i I will notice things like that but in rewatching it i think it needs to be pointed out that uh it took chidi three years oh i know it's the fact that that he uh it's it's insane it's insane uh, we, we're have actually we're we're doing our longest episode so far, so I'll, I'll move it along. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So we'll get to about that point. Just drooling a lot and saying hello over and over again, but she did point at you. I owe you an apology. Oh no, no you don't. No. But, but um, please continue. <laughs> you were only trying to help. You're a wonderful person, and if I ever do have a retirement party. I hope you plan it. Thank you for gathering, everyone. I want to keep you all updated. Here's what we know. Someone slaughtered Janet. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I assume that this horrifying act is somehow related to the other issues we've had here. It also means that the problems in this neighborhood are not 100% my fault. There is something else at work here. If anyone has any information about any of this, I beg you, (laughs) tell me. Hey, I love you, man. Michael, the problem in the neighborhood is me. I was brought to the good place by mistake. I'm not supposed to be here. What? <laughs> the surprise ending of Eleanor stepping forth and saving Chidi. She proves once again uh, what well, I think her love for Chidi, genuine there, you know. We're starting. Uh, no, no, not the next episode yet. Okay, because we're we're not doing that tonight. Uh, but th- you know the genuine growth of of uh, you know 
saying uh, "I love you, man" to Chidi, even though mm-hmm. it's it's very flippant, you know, and then standing mm-hmm. up and and throwing herself out into the open, doing the right well, doing the right thing again, mm-hmm. probably. It's yes. still she's coming through mm-hmm. in the end to save her friend. Yes, she. I think she did more. For you know, well, I mean, that's why she did. She did it for Chidi, right? Because he was turly. Well, which then also, it's it's sort of you know, she she has been progressing throughout. Mm-hmm. You know, she did the uh, in the previous episode. She she uh, you know gave Chidi the the uh, the boat and the poetry and the fork off Eleanor card, mm-hmm. uh, and and now. You know, now this this is pretty much the first truly, genuinely selfless act that she's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've pretty much been able to say throughout the entire rest of the show to date that sh- uh, anything that she has done to save somebody else was actually also saving herself. So it still did not quite break mm-hmm. those selfish confines. Mm. Yes, this is yeah. Exactly. You've it's the first selfless act she's pretty much ever performed. And mm-hmm. She is giving herself over. She realizes what she's done, and uh, and when the next episode is when we'll find out what happens for her sacrifice. Exactly. And uh, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to apologize. Thanks for listening through all of our various digressions <laughs> and to the longest episode of What the Fork to date. You're we part love of history, you. Fork Buddies. We love you all, Fork Buddies. And, uh, and uh, you know, please uh, be kind on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, rate and review us. Uh, write in if we if we cross the line and digress too far. We want to hear it uh, because we can't change unless you tell us we need to. Um, <laughs> don't and I mean don't turtle. Be honest. Exactly. Don't wait three years. <laughs> yeah. Because there's only so many episodes of The Good Place to go through. Yeah, just because you waited three years to do a podcast mm-hmm. on The Good Place doesn't mean you should wait three years to tell us how awesome we are. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> or tell us you wish we would stick to the script <laughs> slash topic. Whatever. All right. That's it, Fork Buddies. Peace out. Peace out.